The Baptist and the Buddhist, identical twin brothers with two vastly different faiths. Join them as they explore their respective religions and how they differ and how they relate. Same DNA, different religions. There we are. Hey, everybody. We are live here on The Baptist and the Buddhist Season 2. Season 2. We actually came back. Yeah. I was afraid we weren't going to for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You know... For the for the watch for the viewers for the listeners, you've had to wait a few weeks. Yeah. Um, for us though, we haven't filmed an episode in se- since September. I think September. Yep. September. Yep. When we got all so it, Christmassy. It has been a while for us, so we are back. It has been, and I kind of missed it, to be honest. Yeah, it's it was a nice, a nice thing to break the week up, you know, and. But we are back. We are back in action and with like a lot more things that since season two, like we have or since season one in season two, we have a lot of cool things lined up that we want to uh, dive into. And obviously one huge difference is right now we're live. So it's kind of a special treat and we're going to see how the uh, the season premiere goes now yeah how can our viewers find us if they Um, have not already they can find us on facebook on instagram on youtube of course which i i don't know if there's something wrong with the facebook live stream right now but i um, see the facebook live stream just fine okay Okay, it's telling me replay the seventy seconds that we streamed. So <laughs> maybe that's an instant replay option. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Um, the live chat is there though. So okay, so yeah, the uh, the way that people can find us is on YouTube, Facebook. We're on Instagram. For some reason, we have a big following on there relative to all of our other um, all of our other channels or places that we are. But we're also, the audio, you can find us everywhere on every podcasting imaginable. So um, that's where we're at. That's where we're at now. Um, you can email us at baptistandbuddhist at gmail.com. We have some cool surprises coming up this season and actually probably coming up, you know, fairly soonish relatively. And we can't wait to share with you guys what is happening. Um, yeah, we have a lot of cool, fun stuff in store uh, this season. I, I, I'm I'm pumped to get in it into it. I mean, fun for us. So, um, Brian, what happened last season? What went wrong? No, I'm kidding. No, what, what happened last season? (laughs) What happened last season? Oh my gosh. We, we delved into it. You know, we just kind of delved into the basics, you know? Um, and I mean, really the last season, the, podcast was born uh it was a brand new thing oh i thought you said it was boring i'm like whoa come on man 
<laughs> yeah, it was born. Um, we went all, we went over a lot of stuff, and I think it was a lot of laying the foundation, getting to understand each other and our ourselves really, um, where we're coming from. Because what is this podcast all about? It is about it's about dialogue. It's about discussion. It's about getting to know each other and our faith and and it, just exploring it and celebrating diversity etc yep yeah so uh i mean we've obviously been talking for a season so i think we're going to do some more talking um but i think uh yeah what this podcast is all about kind of in the title itself as we've seen that we are i'm mark the baptist that's brian the buddhist and we are telling each other about our our faiths we're twins we're we're identical twins and we're sharing with each other things that we've sometimes we've never even told each other um about so it's it's organic it's real time and it's especially real time with us going live so yeah i mean it's you know as our tagline says same dna different religion and we are (laughs) exploring what that means you know exactly exactly um so with the with the new season i think it would be appropriate for us to kind of sum up last season and maybe see where we stand with understanding each other so i kind of want to give you and me the floor to describe one another and not ourselves yeah Um, this is going to be a season one recap with a twist you know yeah exactly Um, we are going to literally we're going to kind of see where we've been you know see what we've learned and absolutely yeah and it's it's going to be interesting maybe maybe comical i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well and probably a little painful too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on my end at least you know probably probably a little bit yeah yeah <clears throat> so so where do you want to start um you know the baptist and the buddhist we've we always have the baptist start first so go ahead describe <laughs> describe my side <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean i think i'm gonna kind of roll back a little and um rely on what we did in the first episode the introduction introduction episode where um i kind of went back to those four basic questions um i like that approach yeah um i'm trying to keep it organized you know but um and you know one is uh i honestly can't even remember exactly how the questions were framed but um you know one question is like what is the what is the meaning of life pretty much like what's the purpose or and also what's you know what is what's existence um to get philosophical and heavy you know but um so i'm i'm going to attempt to summarize maybe try to build a framework of what I understand of your 
understanding. And you know, if we want to, as we go through this, um, I will, if you want me to, I can comment on what you're saying, you know, in the short term instead of like waiting till the end to correct everything. Oh, yeah. No, not yes, to correct please. everything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on just this long, this long uh, rant. And at the end, you're like, you just summarized Star Wars. Can you, can you try again? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so in the beginning. <laughs> No. Um, so what, how would I even, first, I think I would define what you might be defined as, um, the Baptist, you know, the Baptist, but that's a misnomer, isn't it? A little bit. Um, because I think in my, in my mind, I would categorize you as, you know, as in your words, a grace believer, um, I always think dispensationalist, maybe not as technical of a term. I don't know. Um, it, it is. I think it is. Okay. Yeah, dispensationalist is really like the approach to the Bible. Like one, a believer's approach to the Bible can be dispensational, and there are other approaches as well. Um, so would bib, would biblically literalist be? an apt term or does yeah. is that a different definition than dispensationalist um or are they those like, are different those are different um you know i'm a biblical literalist a literalist um i mean you can even there's a lot of other different like categories you can put me in like plenary like verbal inspiration and everything but yeah dispensationalist is a big one um grace believer is a really good like blanket term for for my approach um and baptist is really like institutionally like the fundam the fundamentals of like if you had to choose like that's where i might fit Hmm. okay i think it also might help to define what grace believer means and i'm not even entirely sure i can get there just yet maybe if i go on a little bit more yeah and um, when when you stop struggling let me know and i can define it for you (laughs) (laughs) so i mean from a very generic up like you know religious studies approach you could be classed as you know belonging to a monotheistic belief system um obviously christian i don't even think we've used that word yet (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's true yeah oh my god i guess so (laughs) now that i think of it (laughs) um and from from my understanding i i was i I was almost gonna say like how you differ from like the generic you know stereotypical idea of a christian but that might be a little too hard for me. Um, but as a, you know, as a monotheist, monotheistic religion, Christianity, um, baptism or Baptist, grace believer, etc. Um, you 
obviously believe in the Bible and the the accounts the Bible holds um, of a creator God and his, I, I don't know if you would call it a, his divine plan. Um, the purpose. The, the, a divine purpose. Yeah. I don't know. Like There's the a temporal plan. temporal structure um, of of his creation maybe um yeah that's fair and and obviously the biggest like the biggest pinnacle of christianity is like the role jesus plays in that and that kind of i think that kind of really defines it and separates it from what you know whatever else might occur in that kind of structure um right and from from my understanding of your understanding, Jesus plays a role as kind of the, like God's ultimate sacrifice in order to, that's a fair statement. Yeah, definitely. In order to, in order to make up, I guess, make up for the, like mankind's inherent falling short of God's glory or God's yeah I mean uh, fill in the blank yeah you're you're I think you're in the right uh you're in the right realm because yeah all have come short of uh, all have come short of the glory of God uh, you know we we don't mankind tries sometimes to exalt himself and that pride that's really birthed from Lucifer um, has really just in a, in a term, I guess that I don't know if I fully want to use, but like that has kind of infected the, uh, the, the race of humans so the race maybe man. even say influenced yeah that, that's probably a better that's probably a better term um influenced um because really it was a, it was a something that lucifer had to sell or uh, had to recruit or spread the word on or spread his message so yeah yeah all of those yeah hmm. okay i mean that was a basic kind of description i think okay Um, so in from what you've heard about me like how would you define like being like me being a grace believer or like a dispensationalist how does that differ from like other uh other realms of christianity or other um beliefs in christianity um i know it the biggest one that comes to mind first is the difference between the the traditions of Christianity that are like works based um yeah and there's a lot um i think especially in maybe like catholicism where it's like on a base to almost like a case-to-case basis of absolving your sins and uh, and 
yeah absolving your sins really is yeah i mean definitely with that like a lot of catholicism has um uh like works your the things you do in your life has a lot to play on that so like if you do something wrong you you should confess it like out loud to uh, a practitioner or a priest um or whoever you're supposed to uh confess that to um even in some, I, I'm even going to go down all the way to say some Baptist circles are very legalistic. That's the term we use when, you know, there's no room for error. There's no room for uh, for um, uh, doing things apart from what they believe might be like right with God. So being very le- legalistic, like you can't do this, you can't wear this, you can't uh, say this or whatever, whatever have you like, okay, we have a suit coat in the closet just in case you come with that one to church or something like that's very legalistic versus a a more of a a grace point of view where it's like, who cares? Um, but you know, there's always some kind of measure of standards that you're going to see anywhere you go anyway. So, I think that's a lot more to do with the culture instead of the, the I don't know, the doctrine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, and the, do- the doctrine can also feed the culture, or the culture can feed off of specific doctrines as well that they might pull from different places in the Bible, um, which that right there is part of the key to being a dispensationalist or a grace believer is like part, what parts of the Bible are you pulling from? That brings up a, a great point because that's another thing that really differentiates you between like other traditions of Christianity. In my mind is that like, you know, you will hear a lot of Christians say, Oh, you know, the 10 commandments, you know, do this and this. And, but from a dispensationalist standpoint, you have to pay attention to who the message is for, you know, at the different times, Exactly. the different messages throughout the Bible are for different people of different times. Exactly. So from my point of view, like where is the great, uh, the great division or where, where in the Bible does it start to come towards grace believers in this age of grace? The New Testament. Well, I mean, not exactly, though. Not exactly, though. Um, I think that's what a lot of people would say. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Christianity yep. starts at the New Testament. Yeah, yep, exactly. And even some dispensationalists will say, because the, 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 the underlying basis of, like, most dispensationalist belief, um, especially grace believers, is there are almost two parties to God's plan. There's the nation of Israel and the body of Christ. And so now that now they're in dispensationalist uh, circles, there's a, there would be a debate of when did the body of Christ, the church start? Some will say acts two when Pentecost happened, but uh, I actually, I don't know. I don't even know if I've like told you this or like explained it on the show, but um, I believe that, the church started with the apostle Paul. So all of his epistles are directly for 
the body of Christ, the church in this age. Um, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not for our direct, uh, direct doctrine for this age. Um, they're for Israel and for their preparation for the coming tribulation and kingdom. Um, so you'll see a lot of differences in the Gospels versus Paul's uh, epi 13 epistles. So um, there's the main division there is usually in, you know, mid-Acts. Like, okay, Acts is showing that God is kind of fading out Israel's plan and bringing in uh, the body of Christ, the, the grace age, the grace dispensation. And then when you start reading the book of Romans, that's when this age of grace starts kicking off. And then you get into a hyper dispensationalism as some call it, which is okay. Some of Paul's epistles are for the transitional period that happened during acts. And then his later epistles is our direct doctrine. So there's always someone cutting a fine line somewhere, no matter how far you de how de how far you dig. Um, but yet wow generally yeah, that's, paul's epistles is what we i stick with for direct doctrine so and that's a far cry from the people who say oh you know if they're christians they shouldn't be eating shellfish and mixing their cloth but like you don't understand that those laws were given to a different people of a different time yeah it, th those are laws for israel to follow even though God tells Peter that like, hey, things are things are clean for you to eat. Like everything is clean, and Peter's like, no, this is impossible. But Paul goes to tell the body of Christ that, you know, all things are lawful. Some things are not expedient, but all things are lawful. Like you can eat whatever you want to eat, as like if it's not expedient for you to eat it. Like that's probably not the best idea. But it's this age of grace is all about discernment, and. uh and not so much as like what, uh, you know, being told what to do and what to eat. Um, there are things we're told to do and things we, there, we are told we should do. Um, but it's definitely not a law driven, uh, doctrine base. So, and you know, you went, you, you were telling, you were saying that like, oh, Christians should eat shellfish or shouldn't eat shellfish or pork or pizza with meat on it um i hear some people say well you should be selling all you have and give it to the poor hey i you should be giving me the shirt off your back but if you if you read in the four like that you read that in the four gospels jesus tells his disciples that um but again who is that for that's for israel so even, uh, oh man, I just heard about this interview of this guy. He was like, he used to be an atheist and then he was like some, uh, uh, criminal investigator. He was, uh, like a, like a forensic investigator for murders or something, homicide investigator. And he, uh, he decided to try to debunk Jesus's death or something kind of a, uh, what's that guy's name? Lee Strobel kind of situation. If you, if you're familiar with him, but this was a different guy. And, uh, as he was trying to dissect the Bible and everything, like he got to the gospel, the four gospels. And he's like, this doesn't make sense. Like this is not Christianity, but then he got to Romans. And he's like, Oh yeah, here it is. This is what everyone preaches. Like Jesus died for your sins and rose again. 
and you just have to believe on that that's where they get this stuff from so like even people will see there's a clear division there without even knowing about it and i've heard that from radio stations from uh callers like hey why is paul so different and sometimes the hosts are just like yeah don't don't worry about that like forget about it but like hey there might be something to it <laughs> so yeah that's where the main division is <laughs> Yeah, that's I. That's just like, it, it seems like a hugely important part of dispensationalism and you know, approaching the Bible differently. Differently, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, my but my Bible doesn't have red letters in it because I like just because Jesus spoke it as a man doesn't mean anything else because. You know, as we see it, the whole Bible is Jesus's words, God's words. So um, it's just a different take. It's a different approach to the Bible um, and really not a f- very popular or familiar one either. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you did good. At, you did a good job explaining that, I think. Um, I, I, apl- I applaud you. I applaud you. Anything <laughs> else to add to that? I mean, we went over a lot last season, so. Oh, oh my gosh, don't, we did. Don't, I mean, you don't have to get too much deep into it. Yeah, I don't know if I will get any much deeper than that. Okay. I, mean, I know you also have a very like descriptive, detailed, outlined way or like outlined uh kind of path as to where the world will go you know what will happen in the future you know and i find that pretty interesting and fascinating yeah how like descriptive and detailed it gets yeah you know with prophecy we haven't done an episode on that stuff yet and we will eventually um but it is very interesting because there are such minute details that are like unmistakable but then like it's just vague enough where you question like is this that thing and like a lot of people will be confused about like oh like the seven trumpets are blowing or the seven vials are being broken or whatever um or the tribulation's happening now or some people think this is the kingdom of god right now or the kingdom of heaven so uh, yeah it's, it's it's a very interesting topic and a lot there's a lot to it uh, especially with future pr- uh, prophetical events so yeah, that's a good wow. point. Yeah. Okay. And a, and on the opposite, a detailed beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get kind of detailed in that. Um, and vagueness, too. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot to it um, that I've, I've heard details drawn out and i'm like wow i've never ever seen that before and you know there's so much because you know you read genesis one and it's like okay that's it but there are so many things to compare in the rest of the bible that like expounds on some of that and it's like whoa that's crazy like i never would have even thought of that um, and you know the bible calls us to compare scripture with scripture line upon line precept upon precept so when you do compare even like phrases like do like phrase, phraseology of 
like a certain passage and you compare it to other passages, it, you find out a meaning like, oh, that means it's a judgment or something like that. Like, oh, that's the purpose of why they even put that in there. Um, so it's, it's very, it can be very detailed and vague at the same time too. <laughs> I think com- the comparison between Buddhism and this dispensationalist approach is, is what I find fascinating and interesting because there's a detailed beginning and an, and an end and like all these pieces in play towards something specific Mm -hmm. um and also like and maybe we haven't touched on this a lot but like but it's what you believe that matters or yeah maybe i don't know yeah i mean i'm i'm assuming so but yeah and you know belief is a interesting word too um because the like do you believe in god like you know it's a kind of a a a youth a youthful question like do you believe in god like do i believe he exists or do i believe he can save all of mankind or do i believe that he's uh, a, a being like what's the question exactly and the bible says that the devils believe you know the fallen angels that are part of that spiritual realm it says they believe in God and, and tremble. So like they believe he exists, but they're scared out of their mind. Like they don't want to go up against that power, even though they do. But, um, uh, so there's just, yeah, belief is, that's a pretty interesting term, but that definitely has something to say about like where you end up. Um, even with like, performing sacrifices in the in the old testament law uh like following those laws has an undertone of belief too it's not just the action so yeah that's that's a i think that that word right there too i think would possibly contrast with buddhism yeah yeah i think uh I just think a lot of, I mean, yeah, especially belief, um, especially in like a Christian respect, you don't find necessarily within Buddhism. Hmm, Okay. And I mean, a lot of the idea, a lot of the ideas and approaches within Christianity and just within like a monotheistic faith in general doesn't transpose over to a Buddhist approach very well. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that, that that's a good point for me to, uh, to try to ex- explain where you came from last season. Because <laughs> um, as a Buddhist yourself, um, very generally, Buddhism looks at the role of existence as in a in a state of um you know to me it almost seems like it's like kind of trapped in this cycle of suffering like dukkha in the cycle of samsara if i'm not if i'm using those terms correctly 
Um, and the really the goal is to kind of escape that cycle by realizing the impermanence of things and that there's suffering in the world and like the cause of that suffering in existence. Mm. Yeah. Um, that, that right there, especially the cause, like realizing the cause of the suffering helps us like relinquish that cause, which is, you know, the, the clinging and the aversion that we constantly struggle with in our lives every pretty much every waking moment you know Um, and like just hearing you say that like it reminded me a lot of some biblical principles too um because like we're we're all suffering um and the cause of that i guess i never really um really fully realized that term before but like the cause of suffering why are we suffering um and it's because we've ultimately, from a biblical point of view, we've pitted our will, starting with Lucifer, pitted his will against God's will. Um, and that's why we're suffering. And like, how do we escape that suffering? And it, the the biblical uh, view gives us an answer through God himself, really. Like, okay, just turn back to what the what the, what God's will was to begin with. And that will... Like you, you can escape that, uh, that, that nature of suffering. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of interesting, but as from a Buddhist perspective, I, I see that more as a, from what I understand, you've talked about more of a personal, uh, internal, um, discovery of, um, of ultimately going, to the point of being like relinquished of that, that, uh, that suffering through enlightenment, um, or is it called enlightenment? Yeah. A lot of people call it enlightenment or, I mean, there's so many like synonyms used. Um, so enlightenment is used awakening, uh, liberation, relinquishment. It all like ties back to the same thing of like, you have the enlightening or awakening aspect, which is coming to realize experientially, you know, okay, through yeah. direct experience, the cause of suffering. And because of that, liberation from suffering happens. Right. Um, okay. Yep. And I mean, we call it nibbana or nirvana. It's uh, kind of an extinguishment. And there's, okay. there's a lot of there's kind of a sense of coolness of relief like blowing out from a candle that. yeah more aptly i think is the candle burning out itself. on its own okay without yeah. <laughs> without it has run out of sufficient fuel to burn okay so you've you've you have uh you know sufficiently let go enough of the cause of suffering that suffering doesn't doesn't arise anymore okay yeah when i was using enlightening enlightenment i couldn't remember if that was the term they used in this the stargate series or not (laughs) and they would get to a point i forgot if it was enlightenment or like another verb for like moving up or beyond or something like that but like there was like they had to like get themselves to a point where they can 
It's not. It's not enlightenment. It's something else. I don't remember what it was. Like ascension or something. Yeah, ascension probably. Um, where they ascend and like it's visually, it, light comes out of your body and you float away as a light ghost beam or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> um. So yeah, I think my worry was using the word ascend, the term ascension. But yeah, enlightenment mm-hmm. or awakening or that, that sort of liberation. Okay, there we yeah. go. And, uh, you know, um, so explaining that a little more, um, the Buddha would be a main, um, like one of the main sources of information for this, um, for this liberation, because he was one of, he wasn't the Buddha, but he was a Buddha, if I got that right, right? Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. the big yeah. belly one because the big belly one is like supposed to be the future Buddha or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and his teachings uh, help others reach that point, I would assume. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because th- what makes the Buddha unique is that he discovered the path to liberation without being like without the path having been established in the world already. So he's done it by, by his own, like through experimentations, seeing basically, Hey, I wonder like if this will work, you know, because he was, he was born into indulgence and he renounced all that and practiced very like self mortifying asceticism. And he realized in both instances, something's not working and so, you know, it's like, what if, what if I actually do eat enough, you know, to not die and let's see if that works. And it's like, Hey, you know what? This, this actually is pretty, pretty helpful. Um, and so through his, through his story, he discovers this middle way path to an, yeah, the middle way. The middle way. Okay. Yep. And, and it's the, the uniqueness is that he didn't have a teacher teaching him this stuff. And, you know, in, in classical tradition, it's, you know, it's said that like, you know, every world system will have one Buddha like this who has to figure out it on his own before he can spread the Dhamma, the, the teachings of the path. And, Mm. and, you know, even that is impermanent and eventually the Buddha's teachings will disappear from from humanity from and another buddha will arise so later on so uh, to be transparent that that sounds like it sounds like there was a lot of influence in the wheel of time from that kind of um <laughs> that kind of cyclical like nature and like someone was going to be the dragon reborn if you've yeah, seen I mean, the, the wheel of time out there everyone <laughs> yeah the wheel of time series by robert jordan and brandon sanderson was heavily inspired by like by Eastern philosophy, metaphysics, and mythology. Hmm, okay, I kind of thought so after like after learning all this stuff from you and then watching the series. I've never read the books, but like it's like this seems a lot like that cyclical nature. Yeah, of the, the seven-spoked the, wheel or whatever. The major difference, though, is in the Wheel of Time. The Dragon Reborn is the same person as the dragon in the past but the oh yeah but yeah, the yeah. buddha is not 
the same you know it's they're different people discovering this path okay okay that makes sense okay um yeah and really um i know with buddhism there's a lot of um again i go back to that thought of like being very internalized um like you yeah you through um through teachings and other other mediums you you find your way to get to that point um uh, and there and there are you know the eightfold path and the the um other number things that i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> the three something or another <laughs> i don't remember what it was <laughs> Like the four noble truths. Four noble truths. That's what it was. Yeah, I was thinking of the three <laughs> pillars, but that was that's not right. Um, no. <laughs> four noble truths. Yeah, the eightfold path, and like those are kind of like a guides for walking in that middle way. Yeah, so, it's okay. That's pretty accurate. I mean, the you know the four noble truths is like the Buddha's primary teaching around which all his other teachings revolve um or spring from uh i don't know but i mean the eightfold path is a kind of a, a framework to to build your to build your life around kind of a a a, a different way to walk to live your life to walk your path um okay. that is conducive to the ending of suffering and um and yeah it is very internal because you know it's a it's a practice and we can't practice for other people you know we can't say hey you're now gonna be l less conceited <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we can only do that for uh, ourselves at this point and but it is also for others because um if you if you can cease the causes of suffering within yourself, that ceases any suffering you may cause for others. Okay. Um, because, you know, we hurt people all the time. And, and our actions it's, have it's consequences not... through the principle of karma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a succinct way to put it because <laughs> that's what karma means is... right your actions and implied the results of but um yeah i had i had a question for you because yeah. we've gone this whole season together what surprised you the most from uh, the christian side the baptist side i think i i i remember um a moment where we were talking about i think it was our episode on meditation and prayer and it surprised me that like there was an aspect of meditation in the christian sphere um hmm. and but not just not meditation um i know you had quoted a verse from the bible about like of being still and how that played into it 
Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and also, along with that, the the aspect of uh, I mean, I don't know why that would surprise me. Like, there's like this moral framework. This, but the mind mindfulness really like there's an aspect of discernment and mindfulness that really reminded me of the buddhist approach of discernment okay yeah yeah i think i know what you're talking about um because it says like um and i think i i first i misquoted it um or miss um miss paraphrased it but yeah i think i do remember what what you were talking about and how basically we're supposed to like mind our thoughts and uh what's the word you know uh capture your thoughts um and yeah there's a there is guard your thoughts yeah um yeah it's more of kind of um capturing your thoughts Uh, i don't remember exactly what verse it was or the wording for it but um yeah there there is i think especially in the grace believer movement or whatever you want to call it you have a a good deal of like discernment like you we have the mind of christ so we're supposed to be able to discern things you know things that aren't expedient and that are expedient to us um i i don't want to say things that are good and bad but like you know you know what's good and what's bad um through a spiritual discernment and you can control through uh, to an extent of how far your mind goes with your thoughts. And I think that's one thing that Christianity as a whole doesn't really realize because they, a lot of them are just like kind of like cookie cutter legalistic um, ways of trying to control people, if you will. Um, but really it comes down to your imagination and your thoughts um, and your mind and uh I, I do remember having that conversation and um, it, it, even just like spelling it out like that was kind of uh, just eye-opening for me at that time too. Like, oh yeah, that that's right. That is, that is part of it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's cool that, that, um, that, that, I don't know want to say shocked you, but you know, that you found interesting. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What? surprised you you know there were i think there's a lot of like the details that like i was like oh that's interesting because i never really thought of how detailed like buddhism can be um i don't know if it came as much as a surprise to me but like um abstaining from like different things that usually a baptist would like drinking and stuff like that kind of surprised me i think the thing the biggest thing that surprised me was the volume of texts that Buddhists can use. <laughs> like, um, uh, if you wanted to have, like, all the Buddhists writing, it would be huge. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's a couple volumes, and there's a couple volumes. Yeah, like, yeah. And I guess I'm just, like, I'm so used to just having, like, one thing in my hand, like, Maybe uh, if yeah. you go into Mormonism, they might have like one or two other books by it, but like that's what I'm sticking with, and that has some like notes and stuff, like 
some commentary too. So that's not even all inspired scripture. So <laughs> I'm just so used to having, like, I can carry one in my back pocket. <laughs> the whole yeah, we, counsel of yeah. God in my pocket. <laughs> we can't really do that with the suttas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's probably I mean, like, pra- like, realistically, that's what surprised me the most was the volume <laughs> of text. <laughs> I think a lot of Buddhists go to, uh, texts would be like the Dhammapada which is a book of verses um but what I find fascinating is the context of those verses which almost always go back to a a sutta from one of those books and the Dhammapada is part of the sutta Hmm. you know collection the Pitaka so like I've heard people say before, oh, the Dhammapada is the, you know, the sacred text of Buddhism. It's a, it's a chapter. <laughs> that's like saying it's like the book of John is the word of God. Like, that's just yeah. like a small book out of like the other, the other dozens of books. And like, even just like that kind of reminds me of how the Bible works where there's like one part references like a completely other different book. Um, yeah and like what you're saying like oh that those like that's basically just the book of like this the collection of the psalms or something like yeah like saying that is just like saying the psalms is the the entirety of god's word and really like you go to psalms 119 it's like the longest chapter in the bible and every single verse is about the word of god like it has a reference to the word of god or the laws or whatever so Mm. um like so much is is packed into one small section, and I think I think that's kind of how I see it with the Buddhist text. Like, oh yeah, that's like the you're looking at the uh, uh, the um, like the poetic uh, books of the Bible there. Like, it's just a yeah. small section, but yours. There are the Buddhists just happen to be way more voluminous. <laughs> yeah, there's, and I don't know what that's what that's about. Like, I don't know if it's. Um, I mean, I know it comes out of like an oral tradition, so it's what you read is very repetitive and it's also truncated still, but it's still very repetitive. And, mm. and so even though you're kind of getting like, you know, a, a chapter might end with same as this, this section through this section, you know, um, like it'll literally say that in reference an earlier section, so that you don't have to read another five paragraphs re- literally repeating the same exact thing. Sometimes reading through like the book of uh, the book of numbers that would help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it always surprises me about the Buddhist texts of like, you know, you could take a verse from the Dhammapada for example and find the the corresponding sutta and within that sutta you could find a term that is defined in full in another sutta and it's it's comprehensive and exhaustive and sometimes exhausting (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like you read it you any you can flip open to any sutta and it's talk it's all talking about the same thing Hmm. and that's the beauty of it too interesting so what and i'm just kind of curious and like kind of like this is kind of a fun question about like what was the weirdest thing from my side that you (laughs) 
<laughs> so, or the thing that you like made you like go like, what in the world? Um, I mean, it's got to be like the like the end time stuff. Um, and okay. the and like just the cosmology how... maybe. Or... Yeah, that too. I mean, that and... kind of plays into the end time stuff too. Okay. And I don't know if we've touched as much about it on the podcast, but I've heard yeah, like your Bible studies and stuff about about like revelations and about like the, the things that will occur and yeah. and the things that have occurred in the past. Um, <laughs> it's 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 kind of bizarre. <laughs> 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 understandably understandably and you know like uh just be uh, i think uh this was from a, a current or a, a recent conversation that we had um that like you were talking kind of about the cosmology thing um and like yeah from like seeing the weird past and the weird future like how do how do I reconcile that in my mind from like the biblical weirdness of it compared to these days? And you know, like uh, it, it has it might have a, a base in reality that we just haven't experienced, or you know, something along those lines of uh like the realm of science and reality. Like maybe there is a part like there there's a place in that that it might allow for that kind of weird stuff so um just to vaguely vaguely paraphrase kind of the concept you're going after in that conversation but um uh, yeah it, it can get very weird and uh especially if you're biblical literalist some of these things are like on the world <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> What about what about you? That's the most. What what was the question? The, the most weirdest or craziest weird, or something? Yeah, the like weirdest, that. most bewildering. <laughs> yeah, um, I think one thing that was kind of like bizarre to me was like, um, in some Buddhist thoughts and uh, like circles, they, there are like different realms of reality, like the ghost realm and the god realm and the hell realm and like everything in between like i thought that was really interesting especially if like if i guess if you're a literalist at that in buddhism like that's just kind of weird but kind of relatable too like i i yeah. guess i can relate to that <laughs> and there's always like different levels of literality if that's a word um some people will say oh those are just states of mind you know some people are in a hell realm state of mind or an animal and you'll have that with christians too like oh that is true yeah like all it's just all allegory or like different stuff like that because it's some things are hard to swallow um Mm -hmm. and i guess that would be the same from that buddhist perspective too so yeah i can see that i can see that and from what i understand like you're not completely uh bought into the literal the literality of that i so i don't put too much weight on whether it's literal or allegorical um and i think that's important because in buddhism there's 
you know the the wilderness of views that only get us caught up in in suffering and um but. just one of one of my favorite suttas i am blanking on the name but um you know the the buddha is asked all these very heavy philosophical questions oh is the universe infinite is the universe finite is the universe infinite and finite is the universe not infinite and not finite and like he's he just says that's that's not applicable like stop asking these questions they're not going to help you because there's a there's a very specific goal in buddhism and sometimes getting into these topics of metaphysics and cosmology can distract you from that that goal hmm I guess, I mean, I would say there are times, even from a biblical, like, Christian place, that, like, getting into pondering those things can be a little distracting. And, you know, I've heard people say in the Christian realm, like, oh, we, should, we shouldn't look too much into that. Like, all we need to know is John 3.16, and that's it. Like, just... God for so for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that's all we need to know like and I disagree because we're supposed to study the word um, mm. it's all there for us for a reason but especially if you're in a certain place in your walk some of those things can be distracting I mm. I think that that is very applicable I think a, a, a more skillful question to ask with instead of do you believe in like the five realms of existence is like, is it helpful to view life within the framework of the five realms of existence? Because, uh, because, you know, whether the, whether there are five realms or not, it's, it frames like the, the cycle of suffering in a, in a way where it's like, Oh, if we, if we sow seeds of anger and hate and resentment and ill will and war and stuff within us, like we might, you know, be reborn into a hell realm where we're, we're going to be suffering in agony because of the seeds we've sown. Or if we, if we sow seeds of, of greed and, and desire and, just you know i want more 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 you might be born as a as a hungry ghost who cannot get enough food to save its life to ever satisfy its craving and you know and also like oh if you see if you sow seeds of pride and conceit you might be born in the realm of the gods and um or the jealous gods uh and so that's that could be a helpful framework to to kind of play with or you know to kind of maybe grapple with the idea of of actions and their consequences mm. <laughs> and how that might play out um so it's like could be might not be who knows but what we do know is yeah, actions have consequences and how will that affect us hmm. i guess like i could see that from a biblical perspective too like getting into cosmology or eschatology or any kind of like 
really deep study, I find it really good for myself, but maybe someone struggling with their, um, with the assurance of their salvation or something like looking at the, um, like angelology probably isn't going to help much. Like, Oh, what are the orders of uh, like, what are the principalities and powers? Like who are the watchers? That's not going to help you understand like the, how the Holy ghost seals you unto the day of redemption. So like if someone's struggling with something different, they probably shouldn't get into that. Like I, I used to do a, a Bible study of like biblical contradictions. And I, I one person that attended like, ah, I, I just don't, I just, I, I just don't see the point of us doing this. Like they didn't really appreciate it. And, you know, maybe they didn't need it or didn't want it. Some, some people find that stuff fun. Some, some people are apologists for a reason. They, uh, they want to find answers and defend like biblical truth from the Bible and, uh, from, um, from like with external sources and stuff like some people like doing that. Some people don't like doing that. So I think sometimes it's a really a preference. Um, but I, I do see a, a point where it is important to understand prophecy and like where things are going because there is a reason behind it. Like the why is important too. So I can see from both sides. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's like a, there's a wisdom in, in like discernment. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a discernment of, Mm -hmm meeting yourself where you are kind of yeah um and it happens in buddhism too you know some people might not really feel comfortable with the concepts of not self um and so you know there's and the buddha even taught in this in this fashion where he would meet people of his time and he wouldn't just dump all this information about well, you know, escape the cycle of, of samsara, you know, like realize the illusion of self, do it now. But instead he would be like, oh, you know, you could like practice these skillful things and be reborn into a better realm. And, um, and it kind of eased them into these teachings Take and baby steps. Be- yeah. Cause it's not just black and white. It's not like, oh, either either strive for enlightenment or suffer endlessly it's like you can actually do things in your day-to-day life that will progressively help you and ultimately if you if you if you're very if you're really determined you know liberate yourself yeah yeah but it's not just either or paul talks about you know babes in christ like needing milk like don't give them meat yet or they'll choke and die like uh i'm just paraphrasing and giving it a little principle behind it but like yeah some people just need milk some people uh, are hungry for the meat and like they're ready for it so baby steps yeah i mean sometimes it's patience you know patience is a virtue and (laughs) in in buddhism it's much it's much more there's a a much larger time span for patience because a lot of traditions are like well congratulations you found the dhamma but it's not going to be in this lifetime you know 
<laughs> like you're not going to reach liberation in this lifetime. Like it's going to oh, wow. be a while. <laughs> um, and then some, some traditions are like, Oh, it's totally possible. You know, you just got to get the, the exact right, you know, thing to happen and it'll mm. click. And Patience is a good topic. Patience is a good topic. Yeah. Like maybe if we get run out of topics, that would be good. Like patience and long suffering. It's a good topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be an, a great topic. Yeah. Just but no, just wait. Gonna... <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, well, um, I think that that's probably a good spot to wrap up the uh, the dialogue for this episode. Um, for the opening of season two, like what opening of season two, what are we, open. what are we expecting this season, Brian? Can we say anything about what's coming up? Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, we're, we have such cool, fun, exciting episodes coming up. Um, yep. I cannot wait to dive into some of them. Um, <laughs> and we have some cool surprises too. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah, we're 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 going places, um, and um, yeah, this man, I'm like next episode. I think is going to be a fun one. I think we wanted to start off the season, not this episode. This episode's not that fun. No, I'm kidding. Um, next episode's <laughs> supposed to be a really fun thing, and I I think the episodes following that are going to be kind of fun and lighthearted, um, and different and i'm just looking forward to it yeah and i mean even this format you know it's not we haven't we haven't figured it out quite yet yeah because we could we didn't get on youtube (laughs) i know um on youtube but we're live streaming on facebook and i think like this format really for me is much more conducive to the the kind of the goal of the podcast which is you know, different different beliefs. We can come together without it being, you know, the Baptist versus the Buddhist. Yeah, that's not our throwdown. Podcast. You know, that's not it's our not podcast. The Baptist versus the Buddhist. Epic, that... epic Baptist. You know, owns the Buddhist in bloodthirsty debate. Like fundamentalist it's... destroys a Buddhist, <laughs> destroys the Eastern religions. <laughs> like. We're, we're not about that and i think the live aspect of this really adds to that because now we have we could have live input from you guys from yeah. the viewers yeah i see you know, some viewers on facebook right now it's like a whole two right now so one of wow, them is probably me, me probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi uh, hey everybody <laughs> but i mean like seriously if if we have viewers with questions with comments and stuff in the moment they can they can pop in and say hey here's a question exactly and that can that re- can really like add to the momentum of our show and we want we want you guys to be included we want we want that interaction um mm-hmm, you know exactly. even though this even though this podcast is conversation between two brothers um we're doing it publicly for a reason and that's to embarrass ourselves yeah (laughs) that's to show that wow people who are different can get along yeah people can talk without ripping each other's throats out what yeah 
or getting mad at each other secretly. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we get off, and, I'm just going to scream. No. <laughs> you know, people that, you know, religion is one of those topics that they say never talk about with family. And I think that has really been a disservice to our culture because yeah, I now think we that can't absolutely have destroys the family culture. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, I think the sooner we learn to be able to talk about beliefs and religion and faith with people who don't share the same belief, religion or faith, the sooner we'll find out that, you're not surrounded by enemies. <laughs> you find out that it's easy and it's important, and especially it's it's especially important so that we can build a more you know cohesive, concordant community. You know, I like that alliteration there. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, for those of you who are watching this post-live production, um, which is probably going to be the majority of you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drop us a comment uh, in Facebook or on YouTube if we're posting it there. Um, are we posting it there? We are. Who knows? Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, leave us reviews, leave us, uh, leave us some, uh, ratings. If you want, email us Baptist and Buddhist at gmail.com. No, thus required or these required. Um, just Baptist and Buddhist at gmail.com. Um, thank you for those that have messaged us on Instagram. We've, we've had several messages on Instagram, just people saying hello and too. like, we, we always appreciate that. So I love it. Yep. Hi. Yeah. Like, hello. Or we like, are on Twitter, tw- Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere podcasts are, we're there too in spirit and in data. Yeah. And we are right here. Right now. Not next Thursday, but the Thursday after that, hopefully. Yeah, yep. Something like that. Unless yeah, things drastically change and we thought this was a bad idea. But <laughs> <laughs> There's always that possibility. Who knows? You never know. You really don't. Oh. <laughs> we could just post a video and stream it live and pretend we're live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we can react to not real, not really live comments. Oh yeah, people. Oh yeah, I see one comment from the platform. platform that you're not watching right now. I see one comment. <laughs> <laughs> Very good questions. Go, well, guys, slow down, slow down. <laughs> do we? I mean, do we want to go into any more depth on the next episode? So we're gonna watch movie? movies, guys. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Our next episode, we're going to be uh, trading films. We're not going to do the whole movies on air because that would be ridiculous and copyright infringement. Well, well I'll need a lawyer. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be trading filmography pieces to watch. And uh, we're going to talk about it. And then um, hopefully two like 
we're going to get into music and other cool stuff later on too um so yep so next episode the baptist and the buddhist are going to the movies get your popcorn ready <laughs> i love popcorn that's my favorite okay well i think we'll sign off so thank you all for watching and listening um this has been the baptist and the buddhist with mark and brian and we are going to say good night jinx yeah